Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 55 of The Successful Mentalist Podcast. Of course, my name is Ashley Green and as always, I'm joined by the fantastic co-host that is Edna Sullivan. Woo! There we are, just a little woo from you today. No fancy intro from me, instead you've gone woo! (laughs) <laughs> You're taking it upon yourself to be the weird one for a change. I love that. Uh, but today we're um, we're going away from the weird stuff. <laughs> we're going away from all of the silly nonsense. Today we are looking at hardcore business and we're looking at your product. Your product, what is it that you're actually offering? What is it that you're actually doing? Looking at that in detail. And people talk about this a lot, like knowing your product, the thing that you're doing, the thing that you're offering clients. Does it go beyond that? Maybe some people are probably sat here kind of thinking, what do you mean by knowing your product? Is this the tricks that I'm doing in my show? Is it the show itself? That's what we're talking about today, Aidan. But what, what really is it? Like a basic term so everyone listening right now is on that same wavelength. Yeah, well, let's, let's really break it down fundamentally to the three words. As you know by the, the title of this episode, we're talking about know your product. You've got to know your product. So first of all, let's actually look at that. No, you have to be fully aware and fully understand the the topic in question. You have to fully understand that. Your. This has to belong to you. It has to come from you. It cannot be something that somebody else does that you just leverage into your world of things because you're the one delivering the act, the service, the product. And finally, product is actually what is it that you're doing? What is it that you're offering? What what actually is the the thing that you are trying to sell to people and trying to to do because there is a really big difference between what we think or what we try to promote that we're doing versus what we actually are doing that's a really important uh, distinction and i think so to get straight into it i think the biggest mistake that most people make is actually in looking at their overall product Uh, or looking at what they want to do or what services they can offer and then look at what other people are doing and then just do that. There's a reason that so many people on their websites have got uh, not only similar body text, like I now know of at least three other performers that have directly copied and pasted uh, and changed a few words of text off of my website, which is not helping them in the slightest. If anything, that's causing them more damage than it is good. But they're, they're just copying and pasting, not just the, the, the text and the, the promotional materials, but also what they're doing. So, like, oh, that person's doing corporate events and weddings. Well, I could do corporate events and weddings because I, I do the similar kind of magic. Oh, oh, that one's also doing birthday parties, a private event. Oh, well, I'll, I'll do that. Or, like, most people just seem to be able to do corporate events, weddings, private parties. So I may as well just do all of that. And then as a result the product gets confused. Like you might think it's straightforward and this is perhaps, uh, maybe you could talk on this for a second, Ashley, but this is perhaps the big misconception that people actually think that, oh, but like just because um, it's at different events doesn't mean the product's any different. And and the truth is that's, well, that's not the truth. That couldn't be further from the truth. Uh, would I be right in saying? Yeah, I mean, 
every event is different and unique in its own way, isn't it? Like, you're not going to be doing a, a hardcore uh, gothic nightclub. Uh, you're not going to be doing the same routines there as you are a kid's birthday party, are you? And you're not going to be doing routines at those places as you are a wedding. Everything you do is going to realistically be different in different scenarios for different things. And, and, and the thing is, this is a problem because people, people do try and do everything. And the reason why they try and do everything is what you said there. They kind of look at what other people are doing. And the age old thing, which I'm sure we're going to talk about is, where's the money at? I've got to do that. Where's the money at for this type of thing? I've got to do that. I know from speaking to people, they go, oh... I'm looking to do this show. Where do you think the money's at? Where do you think I could probably target this show? It's like, what? What? <laughs> You're looking at this all wrong. Uh, and, and that's why I think people fall into that kind of trap. And then obviously the copying, looking on other people's websites. It's, oh, they do this, copying the text. And then that's why every magician, you log onto their websites and it sounds the same. It looks the same. It's, I do weddings, I do parties, I do corporates, I do bar mitzvahs. If you've got money, I'll do it. And then, as you've said, everything sounds the same there. The perfect icebreaker. Oh, yes, the perfect icebreaker. Everyone has it on their website, and if you are there with that on your website, take it off. But that's kind of like, um, I know I'm going down in just a tangent of slamming people now. Yeah, it's just ranting now, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. just full-on chaos. <laughs> but, but it really proves a good point. People don't really understand what they're doing, why they're doing it, what they're doing it for, kind of the benefits. And the problem that people fall into... It's because they're trying to do everything, trying to copy everything. And now making their acts kind of generic and they're trying to do things to fit scenarios. And that's why you hear people saying, oh, it's the perfect commercial trick. This is so commercial, so useful. It works in every situation. Oh, so now you're making your performances a little blander. Now you're blending in and now you're the same as every other magician. And you know what that also means? If you're bland, well, I mean, you might, I'm, I'm saying bland here. I mean, <laughs> that's probably a little bit too far. I don't think magic's bland. Like, oh, yeah, wow, you produce a dove. That's bland. <laughs> no, that's probably the wrong word. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to move past before I, I dig a hole. Like, people who produce doves are going to be like, right, one star review this podcast. Horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I, I, I know I'm going on this tangent, but it, it's coming to, to really prove a point here. People are all, all the same, and people, if they're doing the same stuff, and you're out there trying to do the same stuff, it's the same commercial magic to suit every situation. You're competing against the same people who you might have copied, the same people who are copying you, doing the same commercial magic. And what does that mean? When someone now inquires, they don't see any difference between you, your uncle, your neighbour down the road that also does magic. So they just go, hmm, what's the cheapest option? And that's why people are always battling to the lowest fee, isn't it? Oh, I think that definitely plays a big part in it. I know we've spoken quite heavily about um, uh, tricks and, and material uh, before, but I think you bring up a good point in terms of, of that commercial. Really, it's kind of almost like a, a fancy way of saying generic in that sense, for the most part. Now, we we can argue back and forwards on this all day, and that's a whole other podcast episode uh, at another point, because like, you could argue that any trick can be, like, with a good character is no longer commercial. But, like, you've got to look at it from from your own lens and actually from where you are. But if you're not having those deeper thoughts and, and those genuine deeper thinking and seeing it from different angles, that's your first point of call. You can't really come to a decision without exploring 
several different angles but that's not what we're talking about we're talking about knowing your your product it comes from actually having a look at, at the services and the material and, and trying to be that jack of all trades master of none kind of thing uh, that that's the real quote that stands out for me here but i want to i want to touch this back into directly say let's play devil's advocate on this and say that somebody is doing weddings corporate events birthday parties like they're doing a lot of different type of events if you instantly do one thing to to change and i promise you will have 10 times more success 100 times more success a thousand times more success just by changing this one thing and you can still do your corporate events you can still do your weddings you can still do all of your your birthday parties and all the other fancy events that you want you can still do that i'm not going to say niche down although the best advice would be to niche down uh, for the reasons why we'll explain in a minute but just ask your client what they want find out what your client wants and start building packages for them or so, or building offers and custom things for them and we're, we're trained up quite a lot to build packages and sometimes we're not even trained to do that but build up a couple of options and then just give that to people as if like oh yeah well i do a 30 minute show i do a, a 45 minute show and i also do a a, a 60 minute show with xyz and and then you try and put that in every possible gig like every wedding as if at every wedding there is the perfect slot for either a 30 minute a 45 minute or a whatever the other package i said was like it's like trying if you want to boil it really down to like the like children's minds you know they get those like toys with the, all the different shaped blocks and the holes in the box and you've got to put the whole the, the the block through the hole it's like you're trying to take the square block and put it through the circle hole it just doesn't work so what you have to do you must do this and it's the biggest thing that we've changed, but you must ask the client and find out what your client actually wants and more importantly, what they actually need. Because if you know what they want, you know what they need and you know how to give them all of that in the form of your entertainment services, they're, they're more likely to, to, like the selling process became instant because it's like, oh yeah, I need this. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go, perfect. Like you're exactly what I need. The selling gets easier, the marketing gets better better because you actually are relevant to people and that's that's a really big player relevancy and then on top of that it's going to be much more fulfilling naturally because you're actually showing up and doing your best possible work in a way that resonates most with the events yeah and you know this this links into something which i see um and i know some of my friends are guilty of doing this and i see it the people closest around me People go, okay, what do you do? And they go, oh, well, if you book me for an hour, I'll come and do some magic. Um, £150. If you book me for two hours, it's £225. They've not asked about the person. They've not asked what they want. They've just said, yeah, I'll do this. And surely that person is now less likely to book you. And then that goes into the thing that I've mentioned. You're just general, you just seem like, ah, it's a thing. And then it's obviously a race to the lowest fee. <laughs> that's why I think a lot of clients come back. Yeah. But that, but that's why. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly why people do that. They, they do that because it's all the same and we're all the same. We're all just how much, okay, right, so magicians, okay, I've spoken to, or I've checked five magicians' website. They either do one-hour shows, like one hour of close-up, or they do two hours of close-up. So let's just have a look for the magician that's the cheapest. For the Like, I'm going to get the same stuff. It's magic tricks. Cool. 
and and I just want to put this in there just for the for the people because I know that there are going to be listeners out there that either think that this is us being really basic or or people are people might even feel offended at this point that we we're, we're saying this stuff in this way and and if you are having any sort of uh, negative emotions or negative kickback to the things that we're saying please know that first of all we've made these mistakes and we've changed it and we've seen benefits but also if you are having this feel like it's rubbing you up the wrong way and, and you're not feeling comfortable with the things that we're sharing perhaps that's an indicator that you're falling into the same trap as other people perhaps that's an indicator that that your way of thinking or your your mindset around this kind of stuff is fixed based on the other the other principles of uh, the community and what everyone else is doing. But again, I don't want to just put that out there and say like, oh yes, if you don't agree with us, you're wrong, because <laughs> it really could be the other case. But this is just stuff that we have found tremendous success with. But if you, if, regardless of how you feel about this, please be aware of that and, and use that to your advantage. Don't just switch off the podcast and, and ignore everything because it's not relevant. Instead, explore this and explore your thought processes behind it. That, that will be useful. Yeah, and I know there's going to be some people that are sat there thinking, ah. Oh, Boys, you've, you've made a good point. How do I find out what the person wants? And it's quite easy. You ask them, don't you? you you've mentioned this, and, and it can be as simple as, what do you want from the magic? What is your vision? What are you hoping to achieve? They will give you answers, but sometimes you're there with a client and they don't actually know. They, they don't really know what a magician does and what the use is. So that's why you've got to be a little bit more tactical with your questions when you're asking them. So use your knowledge of events. Use your knowledge of, of past events. Research you've done into this field to start asking probing questions to really understand what is it that you think they need. So maybe asking things about the running order of the event, the timings of the event, where the event is, how are people going to be sat, where is the entertainment going to be held, is it, is it going to be uh, in this little stage, what's the stage going to be like, those are like the basic details, but then asking and getting the person to envisage, what is your perfect event, what are you hoping to achieve from the overall event in total, cool, how can I help with this show to achieve your big vision, and start breaking it down if they don't fully give you that answer straight away. Because when you get that, then as you've said, now you can understand, create products that are well suited for that. And then bingo, like win-win. They're going to be extremely impressed by what you're offering. They're not going to go to anyone else because you're the only option for them. I'm pretty sure you're going to have more of a fun time performing because you don't feel out of place. You feel like you're a valuable part and it's just where you need to perform. People are captivated, interested. It's so useful. There's just so many more benefits as well that I, I haven't even got time to mention. Well, I think it comes back down to that level of relevancy. Like you are now more relevant to them than every other entertainer out there because you're actually serving them better than you would before and and to put this really into perspective i want you guys to actually hear about this because i know we've said oh yep yeah, how can my how can we like you, you said there actually of of how can i make sure that my show matches or helps that vision well i, I think we can go beyond the show and uh, again a perfect example of this was actually a time um just pre-pandemic i actually was um somebody got in touch about doing a little stage performance at a charity uh, event a charity party and uh, I, I went in and again, I had my foot, I, I, truth, hands on heart, went in with some set, set packages and some clear things of like, okay, the, I kind of know a little bit about this thing because I've been, I've been running these events myself. I've been getting involved with these kind of events. I've got a good knowledge of how these events run. So I, I here is what I think would naturally best fit. And then I actually got speaking to the person afterwards uh, and we started getting 
a little bit clearer and I started asking this client, what is it that they wanted? What are they doing? What other event and entertainment have they got going on? And more importantly, how do they feel about this event? And it turns out that after these conversations of digging a little deeper and, and just being really supportive and actually asking the questions and being genuinely interested in both your client and their event, in this case, well, it turns out that she she had no idea about running these events. Like she doesn't, no, no idea. She's just wanted to do a charity event, and this was a really great opportunity for her to to put some high ticket on the door uh, fees because it was a nice fancy black tie thing and get loads of entertainment. Like she had the vision, but she's never got like this experience in in this world before. And rather than working with other people, she she's just giving it giving it a go. And it was at that moment then that I was able to say, right, well, who? And I kind of switched from the mindset of just talking about the event to, okay, now how can I be useful? Who's going to be running the, like the, is that, have you got anybody in particular hosting the entertainment for the evening on the stage? Have you got somebody doing that stuff? And the penny dropped. Oh, no, I haven't even thought about that. Okay, so uh, again, that's a great opportunity because then I was able to put myself in that position and say, look, I would be happy to do that. Look, if you'd like... Let's let's run it like this. Let's scrap everything that we've said before about those packages and things. Let me just block out the entire evening. And what what I'll do is I'll come and do my slot. I'll, I'll do the close up performance as well. But I can also help host and like MC the uh, MC the the evening just to take the weight off of your shoulders. And because I'm there for the, for the whole evening, like I can I can help in any other way possible. W would that be of interest? She says instant yes, because I've appealed to a pain point. I've identified that, that her biggest problems are her biggest concerns and served that and, and fulfilled that need. And it go, in this case, it goes beyond the magic. Was what I was offering there more tricks or more performance time or, or no? It was just help or almost being the event consultant in the process. And I was able to charge more and get that gig booked in and follow up with more opportunities afterwards. Like it's a really, really useful opportunity to look at what your strengths are. And this this is why we say niche down, because if you're trying to do this for corporate events and for weddings and for birthday parties and for uh, all sorts of other types of events, you can't go as truly deep into understanding this. And, and and let's actually jump into into those discussions now, Ashley, of like knowing the event and things. But when you know a specific type of event really well, then you can show up the best and then you can charge more for it. Then you can be more valuable to your clients rather than just being the entertainer. Yeah. Well, you know exactly how it's going to run at that event. You're able to make suggestions like you said, but it goes beyond the tricks, doesn't it? It goes beyond just turning up and doing car tricks. You know, like the actual kind of value behind what you're doing, don't you? What else are you doing by being there? And like, I'm pretty sure I've said on the podcast, my pitch for Zoom shows is I literally say to them, cool. Let's put all the silly little car tricks and bunnies out of hats aside. Let's focus on what I'm actually here for. I do this, 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 this. And I list all of the benefits that come with my super hyper-specific niche and that super hyper-specific show for that specific niche. And I know that inside and out. I know what my show brings. I know the value of what it brings. It's not just, oh yeah, it's a bit of fun. It's, oh my gosh. He's a great way of maintaining people at a conference. 
I can use this show so that I get better feedback at my conference. Oh, this 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 helps cure cure like Zoom fatigue and that. Like I'm I know these these benefits about my show because I understand like the the deeper levels of my product. What is like the additional stuff there that's actually behind the scenes and and then I'm able to explain it to to the client and go forth because they're never going to come to you and think, oh yes, I, I need I need a magician because of X Y Z. They never know that. But when you're able to explain it, they go, whoa, you're professional, you know your stuff. And then it really highlights that that show is super hyper-specific suited for them, doesn't it? Yeah, I think this is something that we should think about at the end of this process, though, Mm. because it is a process. Like, this isn't something that we need you to think about right now, because at the end of the day, you're not selling the cure for Zoom fatigue. You're not selling this hyper engagement online in the middle of a, a conference. Yeah, that's not what you're selling because if you look at it from the bare bones approach, you are selling some form of magical mentalism performance. You are selling a, a bunch of magic tricks that you perform to to your audience in that one one slide. Like if, it's really rudimentary, and a lot of people will be like, "Oh my gosh, that's horrible!" But that really is what we're doing and that is your product and you have to know the ins and outs of that bare bones thing before you start adding the, the fancy features and stuff because i can i can easily say oh yep yeah, I, I can cure zoom fatigue and stuff and not do any tricks like it, that's it so you have to know what your product actually is in terms of what do you do what do, what 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 do you perform what tricks do you do like you can boil it down to that absolute essence but if you don't have a clear understanding of what you're going to do at an event or how you're going to actually handle an event then then you don't know your product and i say that because as people that have gone from event to event winging it in in the sense of i don't really know what i'm going to perform during this close-up at, at this event i'm, I'm going to see what comes out like that we don't know our product we can't sell something that's got unknown variables. So you have to know what it is that you're doing from your genuine internal perspective inside out. Whether you tell your audience or your, your potential clients, oh yeah, these are the tricks I'm gonna do, like that's probably not a good idea, but you have to you you have to know it. Yeah. Well at the end of the day they come to you searching for a magician. <laughs> so <laughs> you've got to know what, what you're actually gonna be doing in there. But you you've just actually reminded me of something, and I'd love to pick your brains on this. Because there are plenty of people out there that go to events and they do wing it. They just think, Yeah, I'm an entertainer, oh my gosh, that's coming up. I'll put some tricks in the case as it were, and I'll just whip them out and, and do some things in my stage show or whatever. But as well, People don't actually know sometimes how much they charge. They just kind of look at the client and go, how much could I milk them for? What do I think I should get? That's really a bad way of going around it, isn't it? It's greedy as heck. It's horrendous. And every time I see a performer do it, it is disgusting. Uh, and I'm like, it's taking advantage of people for no reason other than it's there. The opportunity's there. If, if you are the person that adjusts your your pricing based on your client, uh, like who's in front of you or, or who you're talking to or where they come from and all of that kind of stuff, then you need. I think you need to rethink the, your approach to entertainment. Um, like I, I'm really stern about this because I've seen it done, uh, and it's it's just not on. Yeah. That like if you want to look at it from a follow-on, like a consequence level of things, you've got two different shows. One books you for 5,000, one books you for 500, because that's their budget. The show is identical or very, very similar 
or even can be it can be wildly different but the fact that you're still charging five thousand pesos for one person it, it just does not play well it, it really doesn't play well and at the end of the day if you're charging different prices and fluctuating here there and everywhere based on who's on the door it, it really sounds like you're going to be more desperate for the gigs uh you're going to need those gigs more than they're going to need you and you're not coming from a good place you're coming from a, 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 a you need money and if you if you need to know how many gigs or what you should be charging go well, go back to our other episode and and listen we actually deconstruct how much should you charge but from that position then like you know your fee you know your worth but ju- charging just but like yeah and again I, I'm not ruling out the idea that you can drop some, uh, drop your fees a little bit in exchange for other valuable uh, things. Like you could drop your fee if you know this person could give you an introduction to somebody you've been wanting to meet for a long time, or or like these other things. If providing they're made clear and you're doing them with logic, not just because this is their budget, then you're coming from a good place because you're looking to further your career rather than just. Yeah, as you said, like rinse the pockets of the people in front of you because that's just not on. It's just not on. Hi guys, it's Ashley here. I just want to quickly interrupt this podcast just to say one little thing. If you do enjoy the podcast that we are currently putting out at The Successful Mentalist, uh, do us a favour and make sure to subscribe. It will honestly help us out. It will mean the world. It will help with our stats and rankings, which mean that we're then shown to more magicians and mentalists around the world and we want to try and help as many people as possible with these podcasts so honestly if you could subscribe it would mean the absolute world to us anyway back to the podcast yeah it's never stood right with me never stood right with me it just you know the thing that's at the back of my mind is well eventually people are going to chat and then when they start chatting and going as we've said in the, the episode, how much did you charge? Like when they start chatting and find out, oh, I booked him for £200, oh, I booked him for £1,000. What did, what did they do? Oh, well, sh- she'd done the same show. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> and they're going to feel mugged off there. But, you know, this is something that we've, we've already spoken about. But at this stage, people have understood, like, our views on niching down. We know, <laughs> we know the benefits of that. And they know, okay, this is something that I should consider. But really, I've got to understand what it is that I'm doing. I've got to know kind of what I'm charging. I've got to know the show, what I'm actually doing, so that I'm not just rocking up and it's like, what's in the case today? <laughs> what could I do? Now understand that. Something which I used to do when I was um, when I was new into this was I looked online and back when I used to do weddings, I'd read about weddings. I'd read about how the day went. I'd read about kind of people's struggles online, which there's plenty of on, on forums and blog posts. And researching that information now gives you a better understanding of maybe what people kind of need in that event based on their past struggles. Obviously, still at this point, remember to ask the actual person that's, you know, potentially booking you and inquiring with you because it's so useful for so many reasons. But actually researching this stuff online really gave me a specific understanding so that I was able to then refine my show a bit more and actually make it more useful to the actual event that I was doing. I think that goes back into the the discussion of the commercial magic and things. Like a lot of people think that a a, a custom show that is tailored to your corporate event means putting your their logo in your Omni deck 
or having the reveal be their logo or their company name upside down or the date that their company was founded and yeah. that's where people stop like that is how you customize and make a great one a show great uh, one i just tailored. want to put this in there anniversary waltz the card trick where it's like oh you sign that you sign that how many people advertise this as the perfect wedding trick no it's just a trick it's the other stuff that makes your performance a good wedding performance it's the other stuff that makes something a good wedding trick it's not the actual silly little trick and notion of itself but everyone seems so focused on oh this is a great corporate trick although i do this and as you said how many people do that with a logo in the omni deck like literally every trade show magician i know at least has done that sometime in their career yeah it, i mean it's uh look one piece of mind wants to say it's lazy but the same like on the, on the other uh, side of things it's like we don't know any different because that's just the way the uh, the industry is and uh, I want to make it really clear at this point again that that we are seeing this through the lens as magicians that the the coach teach consult for many many other magicians we get to to see all of this we are immersed into the world of this this kind of stuff and we see it from our lens but lay people will see it very very differently like they they might see their company logo in the middle of an omni deck is the most amazing thing they might see anniversary waltz as the absolute token of their like genuine like that's perfect for their wedding and although we're not saying don't do this stuff it's like making that conscious decision to actually do it for the right reasons rather than ah oh, yeah well that would do or yeah I, i'm a fully customizable show based on your needs and then you just find out how to leverage a special number from their company or something into your show um yeah that that that's confusing to me and when i i, I want to say this personally like i i'm a huge advocate of niche write down and then serve your clients as powerfully as you possibly can for me that just so happens to be like i can go to the extent of becoming an events consultant for them uh, like an unofficial events consultant that is i'm not saying oh yes book me as your events consultant and i'll do a magic show it's like no you book me as, as the magician i can just offer as much help as i possibly can that is what's allowing me to up my fee in the specific niches that i'm operating in but if you don't want to do that that's that's fine you just need to be a professional at what you're doing regardless of which way you have to be a professional and a professional is someone who knows and understand these events just like you were saying ashley doing that research understanding the market understanding how to be as relevant and as important as you possibly can for uh, uh, be the thing that they actually want rather than just the thing they yeah. think they want a hundred a hundred percent so can i ask you a question when you started out in magic what was that defining moment? Because obviously we know this. We know this now. But I want to know, what was the defining moment where you went in your career, entertainment career, I need to start doing this. I need to start knowing my product a bit better. How did you stumble across it? Because obviously you didn't listen to a TSM podcast because it weren't around then. So how did you know to change? Yeah, I think the uh, the really big, uh, the big insight for me was that I realized I was just more valuable because I, I i had that knowledge base or i was building that knowledge base or more importantly i wasn't building the knowledge base in all of the areas that i was operating i was doing corporate events i was doing private parties i was doing weddings and it turns out that i just i didn't know enough about corporate events and i, did, I wasn't getting as much work in the corporate world to be able to say that i'm a professional at that 
on the flip side, like the weddings, however, I was getting a lot of weddings through and I was really getting involved with weddings. And actually, I knew an awful lot about weddings and could start offering that good advice. And then the penny dropped of, oh, hang on a minute, why don't I just put to bed all of like the promotion for all of these other fancy events and just do weddings and do them really well or do these ch like charity uh, stage based events I, I why don't i do those really really well and so there wasn't really a defining moment other than the just the, the constant realization of clients are asking me questions and i actually have the answers and the fact that i've got the answers and helpful it without doing any tricks and like that's a big penny drop moment and, and that was really my approach to it i absolutely love that and we've said it time and time again but you've not been bogged down by money. You've not made your decisions based on money, which so many people decide to make their decisions based on, does it come back to that greed? I want to make more money. I want to make more money. How do I make more money? I need to do this. From you, you came from more of an aspect of, I want to do a better job. I want to serve people better. I want to be better because I want them to have a better time. You came from that angle. And that, I think, really stands out. And I think your clients will be able to distinguish between the two people of they're doing this for money and they're doing this for for actually to better the old thing. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think what's important is that right now, obviously with, with the world in this sort of strange position right now, um, I'm, I'm going to do a sort of split test and try this over a couple of months and things. And, and again, we can definitely feed back in the future. But... For me, I'm I'm not promoting the fact that I do all of these bonus things and this like events consultant type thing. That's just something that that happens if the clients need it. I'm not pitching differently. I like the only difference really from the from the surface level is that I, I've up my fee a little bit. And it's not even it's not even much. But then if they want me on board as well, it comes up organically in this conversation whilst I'm trying to serve them after they've already booked me for the basic performance, then the opportunity comes for almost like an upsell if, if you want to see it that way. It's not really done that way, but you can almost see it like that. Um, so in terms of the, the finances behind it, it's like I know that I've got more value, but I'm not trying to do it from that position of, of more money. I'm not even trying to do it in the first place. It's just something that happens. And I think that if people start operating from that approach of how can I serve my client more powerfully than just doing a little bit of quick entertainment uh, or, a, or an hour of close up and, and stuff like that, that's going to be the unlocking move. And it doesn't have to be hard. Like, I'm saying all of this stuff as events consultant and stuff. Sometimes it's really as simple as being able to point a couple of uh, a couple of clients to specific suppliers or vice versa. Because I know that, oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're after. I actually know um, somebody who does like the wedding stationery that would be able to fit that vision. Let me put you in touch. And this is stuff that I would uh, uh, like I want to do anyway. And I think this is a really interesting angle that a lot of performers aren't aren't considering. What are your thoughts on it? Look, we and you both think exactly the same. We both think about this. Like it goes beyond just doing things. Just it goes beyond just being. I hate to bring it back. That commercial magician. I always come from that viewpoint of. I want to just be really good. I want to be really bloody fantastic. I know it comes from. Not just the tricks, because we can do the best tricks in the world, but at the same time, if you're not actually giving any value elsewhere, it's like, 
meh. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's not that great. And that's why I hear feedback sometimes of an amazing magician going to an event and the people are like, yeah, no, that sucked. And then I hear feedback of the most basic, basic magician who didn't do the best tricks in the world, but they really understood the event so they was able to just work and hone it for the event because that's their super niche. And it played so much bigger. It's a fascinating thought that the person doing the worst tricks that weren't exactly that great, they ended up getting better feedback than, than the people that were just like, bang, 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 I'm doing this amazing stuff. Like, and that's a really interesting thing to consider. But I want to ask before we wrap up today, one final, I guess, a three-point question. For the people that are sat there who are kind of in this kind of phase of, I'm going to go back to it, the uh, I charge this for an hour and this for two hours. And that's all they know about their product. That's it. What kind of is the first three steps they should consider to get out of that zone and start being somewhere else, somewhere which is is going to elevate their career for the better? I mean, phew, God, there's, yeah, that's a really great question. Um, I, I think step one is really being clear with yourself in terms of what is it that you can actually bring to the table um, is it is your skill set just that you can do an absolute kick-ass performance at, at that show? But whatever it is, like, what is your skill set? What do you actually bring to the table, first of all? Uh, I mean, step two, then following from that, is how do you actually make sure that your client is is what they want and you can match up what, you're, what you can bring to the table to what the client actually wants from the table? If you can then join those pieces together then you're starting to know your product and then and then beyond that it's really being clear from my perspective anyway in terms of what are you what what is that extra thing that you're doing like what what are the benefits of you doing your thing in the way that the client wants and i know it sounds really sort of basic in that perspective it's like well it should be obvious but most of the time, it isn't to clients. It isn't obvious why you're the best choice despite you doing exactly what they want. And that's why they shop around. So you've got to try and build up that irresistible offer, if you like, of of being so good they can't ignore you. It's being so good and so valuable to them that you're the obvious choice. But I'd love to flip this around as well, Ashley, because I'm, I'm conscious that I've said a lot in this episode. But uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, for me... I think it's important to focus on, I, I'm, I'm going to say niching. Like, I really think niching is so valuable if you want to do this because then you're able to, rather than put your time everywhere trying to research everything and trying to be valuable in all these areas, you've got to niche down. What is the one thing you want to focus on? The one specific type of event. If you want to go stretch, it may be a small handful. From there, oh, learn it. Learn it inside and out about the event, how it runs, what people's struggles, people's successes, every single specific thing, inside and out. Learn about that. Learn about the running side of it. And then from there, we've, told, we've spoken about actually asking questions what they need, but I just want to give an example. If you have niched out to the wedding market, maybe speak to some brides-to-be. Maybe speak to some people who have been married and ask, what was your struggle when you got married? What did you enjoy? What would you be looking for? How could your day have been made better? And when you understand that, now it links back into the point that we've made about refining a product specifically down. Now you've got this super hyper-specific show. 
And then finally, my last point, and this, this is for me, be confident in yourself. Because we can do all this research, we can do all of this stuff, but if you're not confident, then there's always going to be that self-doubt, and then you're going to try and go through something, and then you're going to get put off, and then you're going to... You're never going to be able to pitch it properly, you're going to be performing, and you're not fully confident. So you've got to take a step back and, and realise you are putting in the work at this stage. You know more about this than any other magician out there. Heck, because of all the work, and this might only be a day's worth of reading, to then be more knowledgeable at weddings than the person booking you for their wedding. You, you know, when you put it in that example, then you can realise, oh, yeah, no, I am bloody fantastic. I know this stuff. Confidence is key. It always has been with a lot of stuff that I do because I know that it used to be one of the things I really struggled with, like, back then, that, that actual confidence and... Oh, I, I know this, but do I really know it? And then that self-doubt sets in. So my third point, I, I'm, I don't know, Aiden, it's weird. What's happened? Usually you'd be the guy coming up like, oh, the mindset tips, and now I'm like, yeah, mindset, oh, confidence. But but really, it really does ring ring true, and, and I think that is going to help be an unlocking key, just accepting that you are fantastic because you've put in that, that work and you've got that understanding there. Oh, there you go. I, I think it really is such a such an important conversation to be had, and and I, I love the fact that that mindset really has come down uh, to 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 the crux of crux of it again. And what I would love to encourage you guys actually listening to this podcast, uh, what what I'd love you to do is just again, if there's been any insights or moments of or ideas that have come as a result of this podcast, please take action on them. And in fact, don't take action on everything all at the same time. Please, please think of like maybe the one thing, the the, the one idea that we that we shared today, or the one thing that you're going to do to help you know your product better. And remember, that's knowing it internally, knowing it externally from the perspective of your clients, but also knowing it holistically. What are the actual benefits? What are you actually doing? And when you really get clear on all three elements like that, then selling it becomes easy. Getting the gigs becomes easy. Finding who you want, it becomes easy because it almost it almost take care, takes care of itself. Uh, but with that said, Ashley, if you got any final words? Yeah, I just want to say, as always, you know, if there really is value with this, uh, make sure to click the follow button, uh, follow us and stay up to date with our podcast and share with your friends. You know, our main ethos is to help magicians, help people. So if you can get this advice out to more people, then as we say on the website, a rising tide raises all the boats. The more magicians that do better, the more entertainers that do better, we all collectively do better. So help us help you and everyone else out there. And with that said, I'm going to wish you on your merry way. Have a fantastic day, night, evening, morning, wherever on earth you're watching or listening in the world. My name's Ashley Green. Of course, it's been Aidan O'Sullivan as well, uh, dishing out the gold, as usual. This is the Successful Mentalist podcast, and we'll see you very soon with another fantastic episode. Hey, it's Aidan here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way, it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. 
It's called The Magician's Business Group, and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside, so to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group, and the magic of the internet will take you straight there, or just pull open Facebook and search for The Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.